looking at the uh, the press report there, and I saw that you were in uh, Del Mar yesterday. Was it yesterday or earlier this week? On Sunday, I was. Yeah. On Sunday, yeah. And and if I flashed back to my first job after c- college was the Denny's restaurant in Del Mar. So oh, I don't know if you saw that. Um, that's the, but it always registered with me because it was near the racetrack. That way, so oh, sure, it wasn't sure. open then, you know. Yeah. But anyway, that's how did it go? Place. Was it good? Yeah, it was great. It was great. So I had my launch in Los Angeles a few days prior to that. And so going down to San Diego, I was like, okay, we'll see. Cause I have some friends there, um, but my community is not as large as it is in Los Angeles, but there was actually a front row of people that I didn't know that had read the book and wanted to meet me. And it was so exciting. Oh, so it was a really good. good turnout. I think the bookstore was really happy. Well, I think that's the whole point of the, the yes. book tour, you know, and now that we're past COVID, uh, you're not just restricted to the, to the zoom uh, calls, which um, I'm I'm grateful for, but at the same time, it's great to meet people as you are doing. I'm sure. Yes, it's really nice um, to be meeting people in person, and I'm so excited for the Chicago event tomorrow. I think it's going to be a rager. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're he- I, I don't want to scare you, but you're heading into some freezing rain. And, I'm, I'm uh, already here, and so uh, I'm. Oh, you're I'm, here. Well, good. Yeah, it That's is. Very um, good unpleasant it's my least favorite wintry mix i've always hated that turn of phrase because it is just that heinous mix of rain that's not quite snow and it's it's awful but you know what it's february in chicago and you get what you get (laughs) so where are you from i'm from chicago (laughs) oh wow so then there's nothing new here. Okay, it's good. a welcome home, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've lived I've lived in Los Angeles now for about twelve years and spent most of my adult life there. But um, I'm very familiar with um the fickle Chicago winters. Sometimes sure. you get a really nice day, and sometimes you right. get what you like today. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me get started here, and uh, we'll we'll get rolling. Okay. Okay. Cool. We've got Rachel Kohler Croft on the phone. She's the author of Stone Cold Fox. And what, how would you describe that book, Rachel? Your, oh, your, sure. your book, Stone Cold Fox. I would describe it as such. It is about an ambitious young woman named B. And I'd say she wants, we could call her a reformed, semi-reformed con, uh, daughter of a con artist who <laughs> wants to hang up her devious hat for good. And she sees a path forward to that um, through marriage into the 1%. So when she comes across, um, it's actually a client at her company. She works in advertising, Colin Case, who's, you know, the Case family is probably akin to like a Johnson Johnson or Kennedy's, right? They're big, old money, East Coast family. She kind of sets her final target. And she is a total bombshell, so she's not really worried about getting the ring from him, but because she knows the type of family he comes from, she thinks the challenge will lie in getting the approval from his family and inner circle, namely his childhood best friend, Gail Wallace Lester, who will stop <laughs> at nothing to take her down. <laughs> ah, so this is a, quite a rivalry there. I, I can sense that. Um, yeah. Now, you you are a, a 
I would say at present, a screenwriter, right? Or yes. how do you how do you look at yourself now? Are you an author, a screenwriter, or both? I think I'm what? both. I refer yeah. to myself as novelist and screenwriter. Now I have a novel in the world in the world, so I will take that title happily. I'm going to write more novels and more movies. So I think I'm both. <laughs> And, you know, somebody listening to this, Rachel, would think, okay, so where do you get your ideas? I mean, is it from watching other movies, uh, TV, or reading? Or, you know, what, where do you come up with this premise that you just went through for Stone Cold Fox? Sure. I mean, my ideas come from everywhere. And so frequently that I have to stop what I'm doing and write write them down. <laughs> because if I don't, I'll forget them. So I have this very long Google Doc that's full of just random sentences or character ideas that would make no sense to anyone but me. Um, but I visit it often when I need to work on something new. But Stone Cold Fox came to me. Um, I was, <laughs> I'll cop to this a little bit. And what I'll preface this by saying is that um, I would say it's her ambition and sense of humor. But the voice of B is largely inspired by my three best friends and myself and kind of how we specifically how you interact twenties. <laughs> you know, just kind of being um women that grew up, you know, in the early 2000s when, you know, the large larger perception of women was pretty specific and harsh and biting. And you know, you can you know, you age and you go to therapy and you talk about it, you know, logically those things are wrong, but there are things that imprint on you at a young age that just sort of stick with you. So I kind of wanted to play with that a little bit. So her voice came to me first. And when I thought about where I would want to place her as far as in, in the world, I thought the 1% world would be a great place for a main character such as this. Because when it's funny, I get a lot of questions about the con artistry of it all. But what drew me to her is I, I wanted to get in, kind of get in the head of the type of woman that aspires to marry up and see about how I could subvert that gold digger trope because <laughs> character of B is not like a bimbo, right? She's very smart. She's very accomplished. She's super funny. And the thing about what she wants out of this transaction, we can call it, is it's not really about the material things or the stuff for her. It's about safety and security because she had a life with a mother that didn't provide either of those things for her. So it does grow. It, it does go a lot deeper for her when we really get down to her motivations. Um, so that's kind of how I came up with that one. But then I also have this movie out that's on Amazon Prime right now that came out last year. And that idea came from my best friend and I, we used to live in Chicago together and we both love country music. And we would take these road trips down to Nashville to see some bands. And she, she looks a lot like me. We're a couple of blondes. And we, we used to joke that like, <laughs> well, it's too bad. Neither one of us plays any instruments or has a very good voice because we'd be the cutest little country duo this town ever saw. And it was just sort of like this silly little, we made up a fake name for our fake band. Um, the movie was initially called Tattered Hearts. And so it was something that was on the Google Doc I referenced before. And I was like, what could I do with that? And I didn't really want to um, make like a fake biopic or something silly like that. And I am just someone that really likes horror movies and thriller movies. And I said, well, what if I put those girls into a scary situation? <laughs> and right. I kind of evolved from that. So it's kind of a mishmash of like my interests. I pitched it around town as like if Quentin Tarantino and Dolly Parton made a movie together. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's a that's a fascinating duo. There we go. Yes, um, yeah. And now you you mentioned Chicago. You've been in California now. You mentioned probably what the last dozen years or so. Yes, but grew yes. up in Chicago. Yes, I grew up um, at Harlem and Irving. Went to Ridgewood High School, and then I went away to college in Minnesota. And then I also did a year abroad um, in England. And after I graduated from Minnesota, I was going to move back to England because I fell in love with someone, but we were so young and we broke up. And then I said, I'm moving to California. <laughs> and I just packed up my car and went out there. And um, the first job I got there was at a very popular celebrity gossip blog. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I've made it. I'm a Hollywood writer. <laughs> and it really was not my calling. I did not enjoy that line of work at all. And I actually, after about a year and a half, I moved back to Chicago for a couple of years, um, kind of a little deflated about my writing dreams. I was like, I guess I have to get a real job now. And I ended up working in sales for a while, which was a pretty fortuitous detour for me, um, because I think what people don't tell aspiring screenwriters is that I would wager 80% of the job is sales. You have to go into a room and pitch yourself and pitch your story. So I'm actually really glad I had that work experience. And I worked mostly in the travel and hospitality industries, which was very fun. And one of the companies I worked for wanted to open the market in Los Angeles back in 2013. And so they sent me and um, it's not really worth getting into all these other things that happened, but, you know, I, I worked a couple other sales jobs and then um, I was in a relationship with someone that was pr pursuing screenwriting while I was not. And when we broke up, um, I said, well, if he can do it, I certainly can. <laughs> <laughs> Another lesson learned. There we go. <laughs> it's always, I'm very motivated when, um, you know, when something rocky kind of happens in my life, I've always sort of been this way where I kind of use it as fuel and I'm turned into this person uh -huh. that's kind of like, oh yeah, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that um, sounds good. Well, yeah. you know, the, uh, the, the selling, you mentioned the sales and, and then mm -hmm. how that fortuitous i think is the word you use and i can yeah. only imagine uh you know you're, you're dealing with this with your books with your your screenplay ideas you do have to sell those a little bit don't you i mean at, at different ways um totally um and i'm pretty naturally an extroverted person so this comes pretty naturally to me which is nice because I'm really enjoying being on my book tour. I love talking to people I don't know. I love talking about my book. And I just think it's something that even if you're someone that doesn't naturally gravitate to those things, I think you need to work on getting comfortable with it because it is a big part for both screenwriting and for novel writing. I mean, I think you just have to be, especially at the start, even if you're faking it till you make it. I've always kind of kept this at the forefront that you have to be your biggest fan and be excited to talk about your work and show it to people. And because that's how you actually get to do it professionally. If you keep right. it all to yourself all the time, then that that's fine. And that, but then that's a hobby and that's different. And uh, how long is your tour? When you, when you, uh, I know you're in Chicago uh, yes. at present, uh, where, what's next? Yes. Next, I'm going to New York City, and then I'm going to Scottsdale, Arizona, where my mother now resides. So we'll be there um, for an event, too. And then we actually added recently another event in the Los Angeles area in the South Bay at a brewery, actually. So it'll be a book signing and beer tasting. So that will be very fun. Um, and then, th yeah, and then that wraps up. So I went to five cities, all told. 
And I'm very, very excited. I feel like the response has been really positive and people are enjoying my little monsters that I've created <laughs> and I couldn't ask for anything more. <laughs> now, one last thing, and I want to, you know, because obviously this may be not your call, but but I'm sure you're thinking about it. What mm -hmm. about taking uh, Stone Cold Fox to the movies? Was that, well, is actually, that something? I have some breaking news for you. Oh, breaking I, news. Okay. Yes. Um, as of a few days ago, we were very happy to announce that I've optioned a TV series with Universal Television and producer Julie Pleck, who's best known for The Vampire Diaries and The Legacies and, uh, excuse me, The Originals, Legacies, all those shows. And I'm going to be the writer and executive producer of the show as well. Oh so let's just say, Steve, I was playing the long game here. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, and uh, we yeah. can look for that. Well, Rachel, the best to you. Uh, we're uh, we're excited about the the fact you've come back to Chicago and and shared your your uh, knowledge here in the book, and uh, wish you well as you go uh, through the tour and onto the the next project, which uh, sounds like it'll be a, a a good one for you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been my pleasure. <laughs> Take care now. We'll Thank see you. you.